This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. G'day, it's Lols here. Today's guest is Kira Rumble, or if you follow her on Insta, Crumble. This girl is a pocket dynamo. She's bright, bubbly, uber successful, and she legit doesn't stop. She is the creator and CEO of Crumbled Foods, so she makes beauty bites. So think little snack bars that are great for your hair, skin, nails, and they taste delish. She was travelling to Melbourne for a work gig and I said, oh, mate, I'd love to get you on the potty. She goes, you know what, Lols, I'll fly in an hour early, pick me up from the airport, we can do the potty in the car. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you are amazing, but also, wow, you do not stop. She is fierce, so powerful, such a go-getter. Trigger warning here, we do talk about sexual abuse and miscarriages Kira, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open. I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited because (laughs) can we just set the scene for a sec? I have the incredible, incredible Kira Rumble here, but mate, what what's just happened in the last 20 minutes, half an hour? So Lola has decided to be a very gracious potty host and pick me up from the airport and we're sitting in her car waiting to go for an event. I just love, <laughs> I, we figured out last week on Insta that we were going to be at the same event. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, have you got much time in Melbs? I'm thinking, oh, you know, like she might have a day or two here. She's a little business go-getter. And, and Kira's like, well, we're doing the car. Yeah, and the I was like, are phenomenal. <laughs> I was like, what a little hustler. And that is why I am so excited to kind of like dive straight into this with you because I went down the Googling, look, like looking everything about you up. I now have an obsession with Dash Hounds thanks to you, oh. <laughs> Hercules and Hector, right? That's oh it. my God. The Sausage Jesus. Brothers. <laughs> and they're little terrors sometimes, they're aren't so they? They're so naughty. Hector has a problem with our underwear and socks. And just this morning, as soon as I got dropped off at the train station to go down to the airport, my partner messages me, two pairs of underwear he's gotten into (laughs) in the space of 10 minutes. Little bugger. Oh, so cute though. So cute. So I do want to start at the start. Let's do it. Just because when I started researching you, because to me, I'm like a massive fan of Beauty Bites, which we're going to speak about. They're so delicious. Just by the way, you need to get a price line and get them or order some online. Um, you are a little, like, it's almost like you were a born overachiever. Yeah, it was a bit of a downfall for me for a long time, but I think that I've really taken it from strength from strength over the past couple of years. So, yeah. So you were a skier, right? You competed with skiing from a young age. Yeah, so I was skiing quite competitively. Uh, my dad loves skiing and I think that he really wanted to have his little mate become a really good skier. So I really learned quickly 
about training and discipline and keeping a good regimen. Yeah, you had a physio at like the age of... Yeah, I, I was. I just love sport. You know, I, I consider myself now to be quite academic, but back then I had no interest. And, you know, my sister is incredibly, incredibly smart. And so I was always the sporty kid, not the academic kid. Uh, I proved my parents wrong during my HSC, though. They were like, oh, oh. you got above 90. Is that right? Yeah, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you've always been driven. You've always been a go-getter. I think you've been a go-getter from what I've read more than just academically, though. Like you've always kind of like, I think the interesting thing about you is your brain isn't linear. You're quite creative. Yeah, and I'm stubborn. What's your star sign? Sajo. Are you a Saggy? I yeah. love Saggy. I'm on the cusp. I'm the 20th of December, so cusp of Capricorn, right? Oh, yeah. So that's why you're so good at business. Yeah. Capricorn's like the business kids. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think I'm very stubborn and I have a very good vision of where my future's going now. Mate, we've been just talking for the last 15 minutes oh, about no. goals and oh, dreams. No. And I'm like, I just need you with me. Like my little morning cup of coffee is like a bit of a motivation. Oh, I, you know, it hasn't always been that way though. And I think that this is what's really exciting me about coming on and talking about some things because without failures, you can't have success. And by no means I'm saying that I've got success at the moment, but I feel like I'm finally on the path to, you know, create my, my dream life. In yoga, not to yoga you out. Yogi. Um, there's a word called dharma. Yes. And yep. that means to live purpose. But in my mind, it's like march to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, And I feel totally. like that's what you do. Yeah. So on the way here, you were like, I'm going to surprise you with my failures. So oh, this yeah. is like totally, and as you know, this podcast is just about celebrating the fuck-ups. Sorry yep. Yep. sorry for swearing, but, like, you're celebrating the times where you're like, I'm totally, I've got this shit together, and it, then it's almost like you're standing and, and someone's just pulled the rug from under your feet mm. and you've fallen flat on the ground. Yeah. Have you had a few of those moments? Absolutely. And I used to eat the wrong food. So yep. after I stopped skiing, I started eating a lot of shit food because I was used to training and burning it off. Yeah. And so that sort of led into, you know, I became insulin resistant and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I really had to get a wake up call from the doctor. This was in my early twenties. And he was like, you are pre-diabetic insulin resistant. And if you keep on going the way you're going, I know you don't like needles, but you might have to have needles every day to have mm. insulin. So that freaked me out. And obviously I then just used my love of cooking and made it healthy. I read, I read like the Donna Hay or Nigella of kind of like that because you were the veg, were you like the veggie patch girl? Oh my God. Side? Where did you find all this information? <laughs> I told you I fangirled. I was like, Where? I'm going delving yeah. so, so <laughs> I'm impressed. I didn't know that I was even never pop. Yeah. So I wanted to um, call my first blog. I remember I was at the snow and I was with my ex at the time and I was just writing down stuff and I was like, I want to call my blog the veggie patch girl. And he just laughed and kept on walking. In hindsight, it was when I was vegetarian. I think that's cute. It's very cute, but not when you're a 28-year-old that is now my whole food business is based off the business name that I created. So this is yeah, true. this is true. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was really funny. I'm very impressed with your deep dive stalking <laughs> skills. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. We're very like. Yeah, I need to how many pages this. of Google were you in? <laughs> oh, I watched videos. Did you? Yeah, You're man. So cute. You're so cute. Um, 
And you have just opened up the door for me here with yeah. the business and crumble and yeah. I'm effing obsessed with the white I'm chocolate and raspberry. Yeah, to be honest. I also love the lemon. Is it lemon pie or lemon coconut? Lemon coconut. And then there's like an apple. Apple, yeah. Oh, but with spices, it's like this chai. And yeah, I, it's good. I may have had like 15 of each because you were so generous and sent me so many. They're actually, oh, they're, yeah. So I'm I'm a big advocate for my product, obviously. But it's so good. Yeah. And, you know, so for those of you that don't know, Beauty Bites. So Beauty Bites are Australia's first fully functional beauty and gut health snacks. So we've got collagen, we've got probiotics, prebiotics, vitamin C, vitamin E. So they're really, they were designed because I was spending so much time and money in the kitchen in the morning doing my gut health, my collagen mm. powders. And then I needed something that could fit into my lifestyle, so I needed something that I could grab in my bag, put in my bag and, you know, have on the go. So, yeah, I started just coming up with this idea. We, um, it, I needed something, especially when I travelled too, because the amount of times that I'd be eating and... Well, even this morning, you had a plane del- oh, you had I a had, delay. I smashed three of them in they like a saved second. You. <laughs> yeah, thank gosh. I, my stomach was rumbling because all well, I know I went to go have brekkie first, yeah. but then my flight was cancelled at 1am in the morning. I had to rebook. <laughs> Then we had a leak on the plane and it was delayed and now we're here, but we're about to go eat some delicious food. So that's okay. Oh my goodness. And you're a trooper for even doing this. My boyfriend was like, Matt's like, just get, just get her to the event. Don't worry about the podcast. You can do it another day. And you were like, let's just set up. Yeah, we'll set up. Why not? It's a beautiful day now in sunny Melbourne. (laughs) Yeah, it's come good. Well, wait for another 20 minutes. It'll be a hailstorm. Um, What I want to ask about Beauty Bites and crumbled foods, all that jazz is like you have created what, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, it's a bit of an empire. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'm just going to imagine that you've hit a few like to people like, I imagine people would try and like, it's such a good concept to people steal ideas Mm. or to people like buy it and then you see, or like do people say, you know, one thing and do it, I don't know, like if people oh, like yeah. dicked you around your business, because I know I've had Absolutely. it so much. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so crumbled foods began when I wanted to do a protein ball business. And this was back That's when protein balls, yeah. Years ago. Years ago. Protein balls were, weren't really, they hadn't really hit the market mm. yet in Australia. And I started making my own because I couldn't find things, you know, healthy options. I was going through um, transitioning into eating healthy food. And so I noticed how many of these protein balls were just bound with dates and had, you know, the equivalent of two cinnamon donuts worth of sugar Mm. in some of the protein balls. So they had like over 50% sugar. So I started making my own. I got picked up by a charity. Um, So I wanted to do a charity fundraiser, sorry. And I started doing, you know, all for the local Bondi cafes. And it was really good. So we went to, you know, over 60 cafes really quickly. And so it was myself hand rolling them and my boyfriend chipped in. And it was so full on. It's so time consuming. Oh my God. If I never have to roll another bloody protein ball again, I will be so happy. Anything that's even in a ball shape makes me go, oh, Oh, Even when I do my book launches, I used to make the balls and the food. Yeah. The launches and I'd be like, oh it's my so God. Yeah, 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 too much. And so anyway, I decided to commercialise the product. We Googled food development, food technicians. I pumped all of my money into this food tech, tech team. And they're like, yep, this will take 12 weeks for us to formulate. It's great, really easy. We needed a shelf-stable product. Mm-hmm. 
I had given them all of my specs. And anyway, so that process took 12 months and they ended up trying to steal the recipe from us. That's what I'd be scared of. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I've got lawyers in my family. And so thankfully, you know, we had had NDAs. We had... Mm -hmm. We had everything, confidentiality agreements all signed up. It was all my directive. You know, they were doing the R&D, but we were paying them to do a service. So anyway, they were completely in the wrong. They developed this product that was really good, took it to a manufacturer. The manufacturer was like, so we finally got the recipe, took it to a manufacturer and they're like, this is not commercially viable. It's such an expensive product, what you've created. And so I was just like, you are kidding. Mm. And then I was like, do I give up? spend all this money, all this time, mm. do I give up or do I keep on going? And so I decided to persevere and found this manufacturer and he developed the product for us and I was just never happy with it. And, you know, we jumped ship between different branding people because people had left and, you know, it was just very much just one thing after the other. It was just really annoying. You know, we'd spent a lot of money on trademarking and I was very, very, like, in the moment where I I just need to launch this product. Mm. And we then took on a company that were like, look, we can do all of this for you. We specialise in this. Um, You know, we feel confident in everything. We can help get you ranging. And that was the worst mistake I'd ever done because they – and I really should have done something about it. I You know, no one sells your product as good as you. Yeah. And I was like – I saw all of these, you know, promises and I was like, this sounds so good. I'm going to, you know, pay this, you know, absorbent fee and get you guys to help me along this way and teach me about everything. Anyway, so the product, the product was still good. I was never 100% happy with it. Mm -hmm. I loved the product. It tasted great. And it was still balls at this stage. Still balls, still crumbles. Um, And I just, I learned so much during that process. I lost so much money during it and we ended up deciding that we needed to pull it from the market because mm-hmm. it just, there were too many things that were going right. You know, it was such a saturated market. And I was like, you know what? I actually don't feel confident having my name because it's crumbled foods, Kira mm. Rumble, mm. to this product. And so. Cute name, by the way. Super cute. Thanks, mum and dad. But yeah, it was really heartbreaking because I felt like such a failure. Anyway, how to, um, how to top that off? We were sort of. <laughs> How do I make that? It's so tr- beautiful to hear this though because like we see these beautiful beauty bites. We walk into Priceline and we buy them on whatever it is and they look incredible. They yeah. taste incredible. They tick all the health boxes and it is so nice that it wasn't like, I've got this idea. I know. In it six weeks been. I've got this great product. The 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 the, the design is epic. The flavour profile is epic. Like, it's so nice to know that it is trial and error. You're oh, going to work yeah. with dickheads that are going to try yeah. and take you for a ride. Yeah. Like, it's so refreshing to hear yeah. the shitstorm before yeah. the sunshine. Oh, and, you know, this little thing's like distributors just going, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to pay you. What? Just have fun getting that in court. No, nah, I'm not going to pay you. And just little things like that. And they knew that they could do it because, you know, you'd be spending too much money to actually go fight them. You couldn't do it in tribunal and blah, blah, blah. blah. And just little things like that. It really, I really created this backbone really quickly. And, you know, as much as it hurt my purse pockets going through all of that, Mm. that shit storm, it's, I know now that I feel confident, we went to a new food technician who is like family, the whole team's like family. And they were inspired and really energized by what I wanted to create. Mm. 
And so now we've reformulated the crumbles and they are absolutely fucking delicious. Excuse the French. <gasps> yes. And I'm glad you swallowed too. I know you said you were going to try it on too. I, know, I love that you such did. such a potty mouth. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, so welcome. And yeah, so I'm just, I'm so inspired now by the people that I've surrounded myself mm. with. Rather than someone else going to a retailer, I go into the meeting. If it's a meeting full of, you know, six suits looking at me going, <laughs> mm. What's this girl Dumb, going to know? hot blonde. What's this blonde <laughs> going to know? And I really take it to my advantage and actually yeah. I, I leave feeling so empowered. Mm. And, yes, you know, you still get knocked back and you still oh, go yeah. through all of that sort of stuff. But now being able to, the the products that we've got in the pipeline and the development. And I I'm might just, have heard a few of them on the oh, way no, here, which I, I know. Don't, 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 don't. I know, I won't, but just all I can say is get excited, people. Yeah. It is. But also uh, the integrity of the ingredients that yeah. we're using is just next level. You know, I've gone and sourced the best of the best, you know, the probiotic strain that we're using actually gets all the way through down to your gut and just all of this stuff that we're doing is just really exciting. But, yeah, obviously I wish, you know, we'd had a one-hit wonder that snowballed on, but I've now I learned don't so wish much. That for you. I, I know, I know. It was very stressful during, but now I look back at it and go, you know what? We've done the hard work, so... And there's no, you can't go much worse than what we had. Well, do you know what you just awakened in me? Like you found, it took time, but you found people had the same value set as you and the same ethos. And I think that that's like the take home and the the little, that's the, the, not the money make, that's the moment where everything kind of goes. uh Yeah. Big time. Like I literally only work with people that I really trust now and yeah. and the ethos and the and I happily say no and walk away yep. from shit. Yeah. And yep. that's my have you had to say no to anything like yes. business wise? Yes. Yeah. I won't go into it because it's something that eventually will happen, but we turned down a huge offer for retailing. Mm. Because I didn't want to go down that path because I didn't want to go that mass. Mm-hmm. Without saying anything, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's just really important to make sure that you are aligned. And I think the defining moment for us when we would go into meetings before everything had happened, before we realised that it had really gone to shit, mm-hmm. we would be going into meetings, and they'd be talking down to you, and they would yeah. be that's ego making mate. you feel like absolute shit yeah. when you are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars through businesses and you're still walking out going i feel like absolute shit yeah. and that is what really you know i'm not working 24/7 never stopping never thinking never switching off to be spoken down to by people that you are actually paying to do a service I think it needs to be a partnership it's yeah. a partnership yeah. that you need and that's the biggest thing and that's we'll go into meetings and I go no yeah. Walk out and up. Do you know what um, you might like? My therapist, so I also have a therapist, mm. he's taught me, we do hypnotherapy together as Amazing. some of my yep. treatment, and he was like, you ne- you're too soft, Lola. Mm. He's like, you need to become a panther. Mm. And I was in um, acting school the other night and two co-actors were just being quite rude and whispering. And I've never, normally I would just be like, oh, just put up with it. Oh, I'm God, like, I that. I'm spending my money. I'm investing my time to yep. work with this teacher that is giving me good energy and I want to learn. And I just looked up from the script and I said, guys, 
it is so fucking hard to focus. You can leave if you'd like. You go, girl. Or be quiet. And I wasn't rude. I was just like. Just firm. And it's, yeah. And it was the, the, the Jaguar, the Panther. I was mm. just like, and it's like, I can do that in business as well. I'll walk into a meeting and if someone's rude to me, I'll be like, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Could you want to explain to me what you're saying? I'm so comfortable in that fire yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you need to be. that. You have to you, be. You need, you need to be able to st- be in a business situation where people are either using their ego to be a bit, mm. speak down to you, mm-hmm. like you were just referring to, and, and just be like, really call them out on it and be like, hey, be honest. Like, yeah. and, and I think real is fucking rare. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you are so what you – I can see just in this, like, we're literally sitting in the front of my car here. You're so – you light up when you're talking about beauty bites or, like, yeah. the new projects you've got going on. It's so within you. So, like, you are – like, to me, you're like that panther that's just, like – Time me, yeah. <laughs> but my question is, my my like, how do you do that? And then like, keep like your private, like your personal life as well. Like, yeah, you've got so much going on, and you know, like, you've got so many goals. Like, how do you get that balance? So for me, my privacy and my private life came full circle in January this year. Yeah. Um. And for me, my partner takes a very private approach, you know, and that's I respect his privacy and, you know, you won't see much of him on my Instagram. And if you do. <laughs> he's a cranky shit. <laughs> I love it. Me and my boyfriend are like, quick, quick, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's very funny. Um, but anyway, so I had never spoken about my fertility journey. And I had gone through two miscarriages and I just always thought, you know, it's, it's no one's business. It's, you know, I, I'm not ready. And now I'm like, I'm telling everyone everything and I'm a big oversharer and I probably, that's one of my biggest downfalls now, but now I feel like I am empowered by my journeys. And so in January we found out that, or in December I found out that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. And instantly I knew something was wrong. And obviously I was like, oh, gosh, this is its all going to happen again. And I went into the doctors in the emergency room multiple times with pain on my left-hand side. And I just said, you know, there's something not right. And they were, you know, under the pump, very dismissive. It's very emotional what you're going through, you know, considering that you've had two miscarriages in the past. Let's just see. Anyway, so I ended up having another miscarriage and I really, I thought that was it. And I thought, you know what, I couldn't find much online about the different stages of grief and going Uh through miscarriages. And I couldn't find much, you know, my Instagram's filled with glowing pregnant women Mm. and young mums and it really broke me this time. Uh. It broke me. And I thought, you know what, I need to start speaking about this because for every pregnant glowing mother that has had, you know, the most amazing gift given to them, which they're also appreciative and thankful mm. for, there's that, there's all those women that can't. Ah. And that's, and that I was like, you know what, I need to actually start speaking about this because if I can't find someone else being vulnerable going through all that horrible experience, then what, what will anyone else do? And so anyway, it was actually a really horrific, um, 
pregnancy because it was twins. And so it was oh. called a heterotopic pregnancy, which was completely undiagnosed. And I, ne- I nearly bled to death. I, they completely, after I'd had the miscarriage, they were like, it's very emotional. You know, here's, oh. here's the number for you to get help. And I'm like, mate, I have been through How? emotional shit yeah, before. Yeah. There's actually something physically wrong with me. I've got classic ectopic pregnancy symptoms. And my partner was meant to go away um, for a bucks in Bali. And so he was like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I think I just need to go get another scan. I just don't feel like everything's passed or or something, something's not right. can't, that mother's intuition. Oh, my gosh. You knew. Yeah, Yeah. I knew. I was feeling lightheaded. Um, I had like diarrhea, which mm. is a really classic ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. sign. I had the shoulder tip pain. I was like, there is something wrong. And I had one of my girlfriends. What's the shoulder tip pain? It's ectopic pregnancy. Really? Yeah. And so I oh, have one of my other girlfriends who's just gone into labor today. I'm oh, so excited. I saw, I saw the little oh screen gosh. grab you I was did. so excited. I was just, she was talking about how shit airlines were. And then I was like, hey, when... When are they inducing you? And she's like, right now. I'm like, I'm like, not right now. Sends me a photo. She's like, they just broke my waters. So I was like, ah. But anyway, so she was like, you need to go and get another scan because this is not right. Yeah. I bet you've got an ectopic pregnancy. And I'm like, but I've, and this is completely trigger warning for anyone that is, mm-hmm. and hopefully you put something at the yeah, front. Yeah, of course. Um, I passed the fetus. So I knew that I'd had a miscarriage and I was like, okay, this is. And I'm I'm smiling as I'm saying it because I don't want to ball into tears. But and we're about to go into an event. I'm I'm so I feel like I'm like cracking you open and then no like, no, oh. no no I'm okay. Um, and then anyway, so I went up to get a scan, and the girl it was like the second time that she'd scanned me, and she's like, "Can you?" And so I, my partner didn't come up with me because I was like, "I'll be fine. You get you pack your bags. Yeah, like yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like there's nothing else they're going to tell me. Yeah. I'll be fine." And she's like, "Can you just wait here for a little bit?" Uh, and she went and got someone else. Did your heart like? Drop? And I was just like, "Oh my god, has yeah. it survived?" That was my instant feeling. I'm like, oh, "We're okay." And then she's like, "I need you to go straight up to emergency." Um, and I'm like, "Why?" And she's like, "I can't give you too much information." What? but I need you to go straight up there. We've called the hospital. They're expecting you. And so I just broke down. And so I did a YouTube video and it's like the most ugliest crying that you'll ever see. And it's like, I look back and I'm like, oh, like I still get so upset looking at it. But I was like, I need to, you know, someone needs to know that if they're yeah. ever in that situation, it's so okay to cry and it's so okay to be upset. Absolute, uh, but like, this is a thing. This is where I'm like, in awe of you, do you know how many women will be listening to this going, holy fuck, I, I've been through this. There will yeah. be so many oh. women. that we. It's like therapy no one talks about. It People is. only talk about beautiful little babies I know. And, and glowing pregnant women. Nobody yeah. talks about the fucking shit fight that you got to do to get there. Absolutely. And, like, you do have the occasional people that talk about their IVF journey, but, oh, it's just, it's hard. It was really hard then. And so I went and got my partner and we went up to the hospital and the nurses, because I'm a high-risk pregnancy, they called me and they're like, look, we think you've had twins. And so again, I'm like, oh my God. I hope. Oh my God, I've got a twin. And I'd always, um, so mum went to a um, a psychic person mm-hmm. years ago and they said that I was going to have two sets of twins. So I was like, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Because <laughs> we've got twins all in our family. And then anyway, so I get rushed in and they're like, look, you've got 
a dual pregnancy. So one was in the uterus, which miscarried, and then we've got one in the fallopian tube. And the way that the the doctors and the surgeons handled that whole ordeal is for another story. But anyway, so it's I... It's very, like, matter of fact. No, but they were stuff. like, oh, the likelihood of this actually being a heterotopic pregnancy is so rare. You'll be in and out of surgery. It would just be exploration. All of this horrible thing because it's, it's like one in 20,000 or something has oh. this heterotopic pregnancy and it's really common in IVF. And, of course, little old crummy gets it. But, um, mm. yeah, but, um, you know, and then... They prolonged because it was over the Australia Day weekend, long weekend. And so there were all of these people that were coming in. So they kept on pushing my surgery back. And anyway, so it was just such a horrible ordeal and my tube ruptured. And oh. it was just such a hard thing for me to go through because it's this feeling of my body's failed me. And why? And obviously I know that it's not my body, you know, yeah. and it's a way of just passing what wasn't meant to be and you know it's still hard and I still am like that weirdo that looks at babies in the in the the cafe no I know I know and most and most women go oh you know like I am that woman that looks at your baby not you and just dotes and tries (laughs) to smile at them and it was this woman that um was in the woolly supermarket car park and she had like a two-year-old that was screaming and she had this newborn and she was like struggling I was like, do you need any help? And she's like, no, nah, I'm right. And then her husband like shuts the boot and he looks over and she's like looking at me and she like looked and she's like, no, you, you're obviously a safe person. You obviously yeah. just thought that you didn't see my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and my boyfriend's sitting in the car and he's like, you're a loony. <laughs> and he's like, what, you just wanted to cuddle? I'm like, I didn't see the husband there. But yeah, very. But yeah, being, so back to being open, I decided not to... So, sorry, I decided without telling my partner that I wanted to start speaking about it. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, you know, there's that fine line between too much info and keeping your private life private. And I was like, there's a reason and this is, there's a big reason why I need to do yeah. this. And it's not to, for any other reason than to actually start speaking about it and to, you know, share my story. And it needs to be a voice. It has to be. And yeah. so I put up stuff on Instagram stories and he's yeah. just like, oh, my God, what have no, you done? I watched that. No, I, I know. Yeah, and then after like half an hour and I told this to another girl um, in another potty, <laughs> he came down and he's like, I am so sorry. And he's like, this is – and he's like, I, I've never seen so many people light up my inbox just mm. going – you know, this has happened to me, I'm going through this. Uh, and it's just, I really struggled for like a good eight weeks after that because every day there'd be 50 women. Also, like, your partner. Like, yeah, that's going to have a massive impact on, like, the whole experience, the whole ordeal. Like, yeah. it's going to yeah. have an impact on him too. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, he's, he's a bloke. Like, he really, he's like, oh, I don't want my friends to ask me questions. And then, like, you know, I got a write-up in, like, some magazines and they'd send it to him and he's just like oh but I think he looked past his private life and but went. this would well, I meant what I meant was I was like it would have been heartbreaking for him to even be in the scenario with you like I think he I think it was really hard for him to see me in pain yeah. and to see me get knocked back so many times by the hospital with them saying nothing's wrong and I'm like I know something's wrong yeah. and you know that's like it's it's been hard because I still am a private person, but I'm realizing that the power of speaking up 
and speaking out about my failures, which is what this podcast is about, is yeah. so important because every I feel I did this whole thing where I would be on Instagram for hours going, oh, look at them with their baby. Oh, look oh, at them. Yeah. And I was just like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is not right. You need to actually take a step back and actually if something doesn't light you up on your Instagram, put the phone down, mm. unfollow them. Mm. The spark joy. You're doing it's the whole spark like, joy yeah, thing. Yeah, spark joy. Mari Kondo. Totally. But, but, yeah, I think it's just important to talk about everything. You opening up about that will have helped more women than, yeah. than again, like you've been so vulnerable and brave and just open today and it makes me – I was already a fan, but I'm invested now. Oh, like, you're so I'm, cute. I'm like, I just want, like, I I don't doubt for one second that you won't get what you want in this world. Like, oh, I yeah. I know. I, it's, yeah. And the power of you sharing and being open and being vulnerable not will just help people, but karmically, that's healing energy. Like it that's is. that's yeah. making a safe space for people to be like, I feel like shit right now mm. and it's totally okay to feel this way. Yeah. Yep. And that's what you're doing that's powerful. You're yep. letting people know that shit thing happen shit things happen to really good people. Yep. And it's okay to feel really sad and depressed and down it and, is. It's, and it's like you normal. failed yourself and, yeah. and like, I can't imagine what that would be like, but I imagine there'd be this sense of, like, blaming yourself and the whole yeah. shame thing again yeah. and all the other stuff. Yeah. It's all almost inter- interlinked in a weird yeah. way. But you're an amazing human being Thanks, and lovely. I'm so excited to watch the rest of your journey and to be part of it too. I, I feel know. I feel very, like, but, yeah, thank you for sharing okay. this today. and. Everybody listening, please, like, I'll, I'll explain everything about how epic Kira is in the outro, but, like, get onto Beauty Bites as well. They're delicious. You can hear they're made with integrity and you can hear she's a, just a fucking real girl, like, going after her dreams, living her life, stumbling in moments and getting back up. And yeah. that's what you embody so perfectly Honoured to have you here. Oh, thank you. And I think just my little parting parting words is for me, there's nothing that's different between me and you and anyone else about having your own business or anything like that. But it's about finally realizing that your past does actually define your future in a way. And I know people say it doesn't, but I think that it does. Like everything that's happened to me and to happen to you and to happen to anyone walking down the street is for a reason. And it's whether or not you decide to let it overcome you, which I did for years. Same. Or, yeah. Or for you to actually realise that you can use this and turn yourself into this power machine. Have you heard the Steve Jobs quote? No. You will love this. So sometimes it feels like life is throwing bricks at your head. Yep. And it, he said it's not until you look back and can connect the dots that you're like, ah, that happened so I could feel that, learn that and grow oh, and get Steve. better. Love Steve Jobs. I know. It's incredible. It's, it's called Connecting the Dots. It's a, okay. it's a famous Steve Jobs quote, but it's like so he's like sometimes you just feel like, he's, oh, it's like you're hitting your head against a brick wall mm. and he goes, it's not until you look back and you're like, ah, I just needed to connect the dots. These things had to happen. Yep. Yep. You're incredible. Oh, thank you. I'm so ready to go eat let's some go, food. Let's go have some food. You're incredible. Thank you so, thank so you much. Thank you so much. You're I've the best. I've had so much fun chatting to you. Bye. Bye.
Bye. <laughs>